I'm Tony. I'm Patrick. And welcome again to Cave to the Cross Apologetics. We are working our way through Scott Christensen's book, What About Evil? A Defense of God's Sovereign Glory. <clears throat> and we've gotten to the chapter, chapter five, where he is uh, pointing out some problems with a very important uh, defense of uh, the issue of the problem of evil, the free will defense, mm -hmm. right? And so he's not exactly satisfied with the free will defense, right? <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> and so he uh, is work walking us through what he says, nine problems with the free will defense, right? Nine issues, nine critical problems that this particular uh, defense faces. And we looked at the first couple, mm -hmm. right, to already. He says libertarian free will lacks biblical support. We took a look at that. And then secondly, last time we looked at uh, his claim that libertarian free will denies meticulous providence by God, right? So uh, this uh, next one, the third one here, says that libertarian free will undermines the doctrine of depravity. Mm -hmm. Wow, right? So he says the consistent testimony of Scripture is that we are morally corrupted and enslaved to sin. Our wills are in spiritual bondage to evil. That's what the scriptures uh, teach, right? Um, he, he reminds us that Calvinism calls this problem total depravity, right? That's the T in the, uh, you know, in the <laughs> tulip, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, he says uh, every aspect of the unregenerate person is corrupt. Our minds, our wills, our emotions, our desires, our motivations, and so on. Um, in John eight thirty four, Jesus tells us everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. And Romans three twenty one, of course, says that since all humans have sin, all are slaves to right. sin. Right. right. Yep. Our 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 will is made in bondage to sin. And let's put the caveat in it now. Total depravity isn't absolute depravity. It's not we can be as bad as we could possibly be. Uh, it's just that. Um, anything that uh, we desire to, to have to be good um, is is enslaved to sin. And when we do good things, we're doing it contrary to our nature. So, um, yeah, there, there's a, um, a, a good point to, to be made in there. Only the doctrine of irresistible and uh, efficacious grace, uh, irresistible grace in the eye and tulip, is sufficient to overcome the bondage of the will and enable it to please God as part of the divine work of redemption. Uh, so th this is the idea that um, you know we we we're haters of God, we're we're uh, a slave to sin, we love our father the devil. Uh, when we uh, uh, talk lies, we're talking just like our father does, and God has to come along and speak to our heart, uh, give us faith, uh, renew our our heart. Or remove the the heart of stone, come the heart of flesh, rebirth, right? And therefore, we are born again <clears throat> mm -hmm. in Christ, and so yeah. that's what uh, that is. And so I am I'm unable to not go towards that grace because it's so good, it's so different, and God changes all the things about me that would reject Him, that I don't have anything to boast on. So the Armenian response to the problem of original sin or total, total depravity by introducing the doctrine of prevenient grace here. Yeah. So he says this common, not universal, Armenian doctrine of universal prevenient grace means that because of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, no human being is actually in a state of absolute darkness and depravity. Thus, prevenient grace supposedly 
mitigates the effects of moral depravity and restores libertarian freedom, freedom and free will in the center. Right. God supplies, right, further uh, effuses of grace before conversion. So he gives, just squirts <laughs> in a little grace here and there, right? So he says a sinner may avail himself to this extra grace uh, if he so chooses, but he can equally reject it as well, mm -hmm. right? So in other words, no grace of God is wholly effective or sufficient for salvation because it's ultimately dependent on the choice of the sinner, right? Right. right. So it gives us our choice back. Whew. Okay, good. <laughs> but this eviscerates the biblical doctrine of grace enshrined in the Reformation principles of grace alone, sola gratia. It leaves salvation ultimately in the hands of the sinner, giving him room to boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and 10. Let's not forget 10. 10 is very important. Uh, you know, <laughs> for by grace you were saved, not through works that anyone should boast. is the free gift of God. But if I have the ability to choose or not choose, then why don't I have the ability to boast? It seems like I, I, I do. I was a little more sensitive. Uh, God gave me a, a little prevenient grace, and you know what? I, I, I sucked it up. I was I was like a dying man reaching out for water, and I found that little bit of water. Uh, you, unfortunately, you you just didn't want it as much as I did. I wanted it more. That's therefore, right. I so I, I worked harder. Yeah, for it. I, I I was more more. I, I don't know. You know, whatever it might be, sensitive or uh, I made better choices than you. Uh, whatever it is, I'm glad I'm not like you, a sinner. <laughs> I'm a redeemed sinner, so that, that's what that's right. And I had something to do with it. <laughs> but again, this is contrary to the testimony of Scripture. If two sinners are equally uh, uh, recipients of saving grace and one rejects it, disbelieving the gospel, while the other accepts it and believes, what distinguishes the two responses? It has to be something worth boasting about, right? Yeah. No matter how you cut it, you must conclude that one who cooperated with grace, using his free will to believe, must have been a better, smarter, more righteous person, what, whatever it might be. There must be something that distinguishes that person in some way. I had a better education, so I, I knew what God was really trying to say to me there with that, with that little bit of grace. So uh, unless salvation is all of grace, means it's all given to us, we don't have anything to do with it, uh, we invite room for boasting in our personal contribution this max of works righteousness. It yeah. seems like you do have the ability to boast in some in some fashion. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so that that that's a problem. That's a problem for this particular because position. It it, it 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 exactly goes against scripture right. here. It, you know, sometimes uh, you know we we talked about um, that uh, his first point of uh, there's no biblical basis for libertarian free will. Sometimes a lot of what libertarian free will does it assumes. The, the argument and then says, you know, here's where we see it rather than making the case for it in scripture. And here it seems to be just going against scripture. So it seems like there is room to boast and it's the explicit, explicit opposite of what we're told about in scripture. Right. Uh, his next problem with uh, libertarian freedom and libertarian free will is that it renders decision making arbitrary. Now, we saw this in our last uh, you know, episode. We didn't really point it out when Mary got to the corner and could make these various decisions. But now he wants to point this, this out right, right, so that we see it. He says, free will, according to the libertarianism, means that one can equally choose A or not A under the same precise circumstances. Right. In other words, 
All things being equal, right up until the point of choosing, the options of A and not A are freely available, right? So if Mary walks into her local diner and has reasons for ordering pancakes, right? Maybe she loves their scrumptious fluffiness. (laughs) (laughs) He says those reasons cannot be sufficient for her to choose the pancakes. She could overcome those reasons and choose the omelet instead, having no sufficient reason for doing so, right? And thus, all the factors that might influence Mary's choice of breakfast can be exactly the same. Same seat, same waitress, same restaurant, you know, same everything. And there's absolutely no guarantee of what she will, uh, in the end, choose. Right. So if the combination of those factors incline her to only one choice and her freedom, according to libertarian, libertarian free will, is uh, is thwarted, right. right? It's it's ended. It's it's come. You know, it's being defeated. Yeah. It, so you know, what is it that makes her choose the pancake over the omelet or the? Uh, uh, go back in time, rewind it. Okay, uh, she has no knowledge of it, but can she then choose the omelet again? Or or or, not, or will she always choose the pancakes? Yeah. And so it it just seems like what what is it that seems to be happening? If not arbitrary, if 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 she rewinds it and is able to choose opposite, what if if nothing's in her way of of making that determination other than her will? It just seems to be well, there there doesn't seem to be a a reason for her choosing. It just is the thing that she falls into almost. Right. The, the, right. There's no desire. There's no. Um, Oh, I, I know God would want me to choose the pancake. So in order to spite him, I'm going to choose the omelet. Yeah. This time I'm going to choose the omelet. But I don't even like omelets, and I'm going to choose it just <laughs> out of spite. But, you know, but there's a reason for that. And it's it's so much of a reason that it, it seems to overcome, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the A, not A uh, uh, impasse there yeah. is, is, well, what, what is the choice if, if you rewind everything back and, and, and make that choice again? So this leads to the serious charge of our decision-making becomes arbitrary. But people do not perceive their choice to be arbitrary. Yeah. We, we have reasons. We have desire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, why did I go to the beach instead of camping? Well, I like the beach more than yeah. I like camping. And so that's the reason why I will almost always choose the beach over camping. <laughs> <laughs> there are generally perceivable reasons that sufficiently explain why one choice was made and not the other. This is the case in compatibilist models of human freedom. The compatibilism alternative choices are certainly presented to the free agent, but those choices are made only because there are alternative reasons for them did not apply to other options. Mm-hmm. In other words, different factors, various influences, circumstances, desires, and so forth. So even in that uh, uh, out, out of spite, Mary chose. Well, she, uh, she, a she, she's a person that, yeah. that wants to, to show off and say, I know this is what God w- would want me to do, and I don't want to do it, so I'm going to do opposite. Or, or you know, I'm, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to start an, a new thing where, uh, you know, days that start with S, I'm, that, that's, I'm <laughs> going to uh, eat the omelet or, you know, whatever, whatever thing that seems arbitrary but is a, a influence, a circumstance, a desire, uh, you know, why did I, why did I want to choose the overtime and not the, the, the leisure time? Well, because I'm saving up for something. I, my desire for that future event outweighs my current desire for, uh, leisure time, something along those lines. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, um, you know, if libertarian 
uh, freedom is so good. It's so important. And it's so important and it so solves great. all of these problems. Right. The next issue he says is, uh, you know, does God have libertarian freedom, free oh. will? Oh, right. Man. Well, uh, you know, he says if unlimited libertarian free will is the extremely valuable commodity that so many people think it is, then we would expect that God to have the same freedom. Sure. After all, the libertarian argument is that in order to generate a genuine moral good, one must risk generating moral evil. Notice when, when it comes to God, though, nothing he tells us could be further from the truth. God does not have this unhindered power of contrary choice. His choices are, notice, limited to only good choices because absolute righteousness is essential to who he is, is essential to his being. Right. right? So either God doesn't have this really, really great quality or he the has the ability that great. <laughs> <laughs> or he's got the ability to do evil yeah. which is contrary to who God is yeah. by his nature. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that seems uh it seems like a hard hard impasse there. Yeah. Furthermore, free will theists assume that libertarian freedom is a necessary condition for a loving relationship. And this seems like a, a, a it was one of the first points that uh, we brought up about the the, the kind of the three points for for libertarian um, uh, free will advocates. But does the freedom to hate enhance or give significance to our freedom to love? I mean, it, so so my, my 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 wife makes me a great dinner. Um, she uh, let, lets me read. Um, she takes the 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 kids away for uh, that reading time. Uh, we bring them back. We we do a a uh, board game night, and we all go to bed, sleep and sound. I have to have the ability to hate her in that moment. I do not love her unless if I have the ability to hate her in that moment. Is, is that is that the thing that I'm supposed to do? Okay. Well, the most beautiful bonds of love that exist is that between members of the Trinity. The the, the, the um, God doesn't learn to love. He he always exists with love, and so within the confines of the Trinity, hate must be the possibility. Because Ooh, well, we can't not, say that right? if not then there's no true ability for the members for of the Trinity to love. love. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they have to be able to, in some way, be free to hate each other. Yet there's no possibility that the Father and the Son could act contrary to their singular focused love for each other. Yeah. It's not possible. Right. This is right. one of the things God can't do that we <laughs> freely admit. And yet, if this is such a, 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 a staple of uh, of freedom that, that that both love and hate are equally possible. It gives it it must exist that hate is possible or in order for love, love in order to, for the love to yeah, come, yeah. then they must have that ability, right? Or or they don't love each other, but we <laughs> do say they love each other. Yeah. So yeah. What, it seems like we're at an impasse there. Furthermore, we praise God for His inability to act other than according to His righteous character. Thus, praise and blame are not dependent on the power of contrary choice. Libertarian free will is not necessary for moral responsibility. Right. So we consider God, obviously, as the standard for morality, his, who he is, his character, and that sort of thing. And yet, and we praise God for his holiness, his righteousness, his purity, right? And, we, and, 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 um, and that's not dependent on his ability to choose evil. Right. Right, so we can have more responsibility, praiseworthy behavior, even if a person, God in this, doesn't have 
libertarian choice Correct. to choose evil, right? <laughs> so if God and Satan, let's say, are restricted uh, to their natures with regard to righteousness and wickedness, respectively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, respectively. <laughs> <laughs> and yet each act willingly, freely, voluntarily, then it follows that humans in their unredeemed, unregenerate state of corruption can act only corruptly and not otherwise, and yet still act freely and with no harm done to their moral responsibility, right? So if if we act within our nature, then we are responsible for our actions, even if our nature limited limits us in terms of what we can do. Right, right. right. It's uh, quite interesting, too, to bring Satan into it. Yeah. So S- Satan, uh, in order for to, to do evil, he has to have the ability to do good and great and things that are honoring to God, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are we, are we willing to come out and say that Satan himself, the antithesis of... of, of <laughs> The, the 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 desire for uh, what we should ad- advance towards God is uh, is uh, he has within him the capacity to do what is right. <laughs> it seems like he lost that a long time ago. So could uh, God could uh, design us to choose only good? Oh, so he could make us so that the only thing that we could do is choose good, right? right? So many libertarians, namely Arminians, uh, believe that God voluntarily limits his providential control in order to secure his creatures free will. But why couldn't God maintain a significant and uncompromised degree of free will? That is a uh, uh, alternative choices among his creatures and simply limit those choices to a host of different good options. Right. After all, God is limited in his own actions by only good choices. Right. And we find nothing that diminishes his freedom and praiseworthy by that fact. So just only give us good options. That's right. Yep. Give uh, us the ability yeah. to just choose the good options. Now we can choose, and so we have free will, but we can only choose the good yeah. options. Pancakes right? or omelet, but not the chocolate shake. <laughs> not in the morning. Sorry, we can't. But we try to order it, and uh, no, Or not sorry. the chocolate chip pancakes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Are, are, are chocolate chip pancakes a sign of the fall, or is it a sign of uh, God's uh, uh, general uh, grace? <laughs> Probably general ways. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, and so that's, so that's, that's that issue. His next uh, issue here is that uh, libertarian free will, notice this, does not exist in heaven. Yeah. Right? Uh, All Orthodox Christians agree that there will be no ability to sin in heaven. Right, the eternal state. In other words, all of the glorified believers' choices will be good choices with no possibility of acting evil or even thinking an evil thought. Right? So we will be fully conformed to the same unhindered moral perfection that Christ was and is, and God will guarantee that we will not sin in heaven. <clears throat> so if it's a as good as the libertarian free will theist thinks it is, why doesn't it exist, exist in heaven? Yeah. Right, that's the issue here. Here's my Star Trek reference for the, for the episode. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Five, where they go try and find God with a spaceship. Uh, uh, Spock's brother, Cybok, has the ability to kind of remove pain from a person's life in order to uh, kind of open their mind to this idea of the divine. And uh, there's a, a great speech within it where, where Kirk says... Uh, uh, you know, no, I, I need my pain. I am my pain. Uh, p- part of my, my uh, painful memories makes me who I am. But yet the Bible tells us that we'll not remember our sin anymore. And we don't even 
care what happens here uh, on kind of the earthly plane because we are so focused on um, who God is and and our relationship with Him in heaven that that all te- all tears will be wiped away from our eyes and it it seems like our 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 idea of of even what sin is 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 replaced. We we might have some kind of sense to it in some capacity of of but that seems only to be in relationship of who God is. So it doesn't seem like we are our pain. We need our pain. And <laughs> in heaven, you know, the, 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 there's no ability to do evil. Does that mean that we don't exist? We don't have freedom? You know, what, what are the, who we really yeah, are. Are, are, are we, are we kind of the uh, Jehovah's witness? We're kind of this uh, recreated being that's not really us, but is just like the, the, the good parts that God has commingled uh, together from, from the universe. It seems like it's a, a, a happenstance here where um, this idea of, well, you know, if it seems so good, then why don't, why, why isn't it carried on? If that makes us who we are yeah. to remove it seems to be, not who we are, but isn't the whole point of scripture to, um, to get us in to a right standing relationship with God at who we are. We are creatures. We still maintain creature, uh, uh, relationship to our own individuality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that seems to, to, to be a a big issue there. Thus, if uh, libertarian free, uh, freedom, uh, free will is such a valuable, even necessary treasure, indispensable for generating moral good, then how do we explain that heaven will have no such treasure? How is it that neither God himself nor the angels possess such free freedom of contrary choice? Uh, it, 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 within the, the, the fall of the heavenly realm, even, it seems like there's no, you know, the, the, the demons believe, but they don't ascend up into heaven or there's, there's no redemption for them. They, they might uh, say, Oh, uh, Jesus, you are the Christ, the, the, the anointed one of God, but there's no, there's no redeeming act for them. They're, they're, that's not a good thing that they do. Jesus shuts them up and, and casts them into pigs and expels them and <laughs> makes them not emissaries of, of that important message. Uh, but here, if a libertarian free will is not necessary for freedom to exist in the greatest being that is God, or in the greatest place that is heaven, then how could it be necessary for human freedom and responsibility in the here and now? Why, why is that uh, 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 we need it in order to be human, who we are, uh, the the creatures God made us to be in, in this time, in this place, enacting his will in some capacity um, and um, making relevant choices that are still within the confines of, of some some version of freedom. Uh, it seems like we would continue on with those as as part of our necessary being. Uh, you know, uh, the 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 we don't go from creature to uh, divine being. Or, you know, it's not this uh, cartoon version of we suddenly become angels and and <laughs> and start guarding. You know, George Bailey or or, or whatever it might be. Um, but you know, we we still have parts of us that are still um, that that created creature, and we just have. Our sin nature removed it. So, to have that removed, to 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 live with glorified bodies, um, it doesn't seem like the ability to to do evil is in there, and yeah. so it doesn't seem like it's part of our necessary being. Right. So, if this is important, um, first, why you know doesn't God have the ability to make contrary choices? Why doesn't the devil have the ability to make <laughs> contrary choices? Why don't angels have the ability to make contrary choices? And why doesn't it exist in heaven? Right. 
where we are we will not have the ability to make contrary choices other than good choices right right <clears throat> we should probably end it there we, right. this is a you know kind of a, a heavy chapter right and he's digging deep here in terms of uh, some of these issues mm-hmm. and as i said in the last uh, episode you know he's he's going to have to now show how his position overcomes all of these issues right right, right. <clears throat> yeah, and present an idea of, well, okay, if we're not free creatures, or if we're not free will creatures in the libertarian sense, then what are we? Yeah. You can read his other book for that as well if you want to get a jump head or you know continue on the chapter. <laughs> um, we do still have a little bit of this chapter to do, um, especially about uh, libertarian freedom and, and uh, uh, him responding to it, and, and really the, kind of his uh, his positive uh, aspects are, are, are relatively short and we'll get those uh, to the end probably in the next episode uh, yeah in the next episode and then uh, uh, chapter six uh, has as uh, him starting out a little bit more in that uh, in that area but uh, uh, here's our nine uh, issues that we have with uh, libertarian freedom or that uh, Christensen has I, I think there's some really good stuff here and and uh, I've, I've heard it on some other channels um, that that talk about this and in, in, in this uh, nature and capacity. And, um, I, I think there's a, a lot to grab onto and, and, and work through. So, um, uh, the first part of, uh, of chapter five, uh, go back through it and see what we missed because again, we didn't cover everything and not even Christensen would say that he has covered everything either, but, uh, it's a good start and it's a good, uh, thought process for getting us to kind of overcome our American ways of, of, you know, advocating for uh, right. uh, freedom. A, a Scottish, uh, a Scottish and freedom Ameri- and the American way. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear the music in the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know, what we'll, we'll uh, be getting to him building up his case as well. So, uh, you know, if it, don't despair if, if uh, you stop here and, uh, and have to wait another week, uh, but we hope that you'll join us back. And uh, as we conclude uh, the, the chapter of guarding the sacred treasure of free will and see if we can uh, be okay with not guarding it so much. (laughs) See you next time. See you next time.